Hello, my name is Carlos Lopez and I am the Global Programs Director for Magicians Without Borders and I want to welcome you to the 21st episode of Magicians Without Borders Conversations, expanding our program to Costa Rica. This is a wonderful episode because we get to talk with Diego Vargas, our head local magician in Costa Rica and one of Magic's newest rising stars. So please sit back and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Magicians Without Borders Conversations. I am so glad that this is happening. Uh, we're so, so excited for today's uh, episode because it's with one of our favorite persons in the world, one of my first favorite persons in the world. And uh, it's going to be great to explore how, you know, with develop this friendship and how also he has helped us uh, move this project forward in Costa Rica. So it's uh, uh, it's going to be a pleasure for me to talk to him and also with with Tom. But before we start, and as always, I want to tell you about our store. Remember that we have a, a store uh, that you guys can go and a uh, Purchase magic from us so you can have a, a show at your house, your birthday party, or in your corporate events with magicians from Magicians Without Borders and also our students. This is so important because our students in the slums of big cities in, in South America can be uh, entertainers, entertainers in your uh, house or in your uh, company. So we have uh, shows. We also have workshops. And we also have a, a, a magic course called Become a Magician, taught by the founder of Magicians Without Borders, Tom Werner. And you can learn from him how to do yourself a 30-minute magic show. It's a wonderful place. So you can go get it at store.magicianswithoutborders.com. All of this can be purchased as a gift as well. So um, uh, let me just bring him on Tom, how are you? I'm very happy to be here and very excited to Tom talk with our guests. Yes. How are you, Tom? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, is there an echo or anything? No. It's okay. I don't I don't I don't I, I don't hear an echo. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm very excited to spend this next hour with you and Diego, um, so yes, yes. I couldn't be happier. Yes, uh, yes Tom. So uh, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, thank you for being here, Tom, uh, and you know, taking the time uh, to do this uh, uh, as you do every Wednesday. And I just wanted to acknowledge your persistence over the last twenty weeks. We've been doing this. This is the time. Yeah. For 20 weeks and 20 years, Magicians Without Borders. It's great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> this is our 20th week. That's very good. Yeah. yeah it seems like a, like a long time, but, you know, it also feels like yesterday. <laughs> that's uh, the, this year, 2020. Um, has or last been, year. 
20 yeah. I mean, last year, thank goodness, last year. Um, it's It was just a really very, very long year in many ways, you know. Um, uh, this was a highlight of the year every Wednesday night for the last 20 weeks to spend time with you and the marvelous guests we've had. And uh, it's been a wonderful experience for me to hear all those experiences that people have had working with Magicians Without Borders and the marvelous stories. And it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful, Thomas. Mm. Uh, before we introduce uh, uh, our guest, do you have any stories from him? Do you do you want to share your first impressions of of Diego before we bring him on? I think Diego is <clears throat> another person who wrote me probably thirty five times before I finally responded. Um, I I I have. I have a New Year's resolution to try to <laughs> respond more quickly to emails, but um, I just met someone yesterday who doesn't have a cell phone or a computer, has never, she's like 50 years old, has never had a cell phone or a computer. Um, but I, um, I met Diego... I would love to talk with him about this, but he we finally connected and I was in El Salvador and he came from Costa Rica on a bus. And I'd love to hear about that experience. Um, yes. And he came all the way to El Salvador and we did a bunch of shows. And I think we have some footage of some of those shows and... Uh, it's going to be a delight. Um, everyone in, in El Salvador uh, loved Diego. It was great. Yeah, I think we, we, we all loved him. We all fell in love with him. So we're going to be with him and asking him some questions. But, you know, the questions that we ask him and our guests and the things that we talk about, we come up with it ourselves. And we love for you guys to help us out. So we've uh, come up with this. It's called uh, the mailbag episode, meaning that the last Wednesday of uh, each month, we're going to have a, a questions from you that we're going to answer uh, in the podcast. And also questions that you would like us to ask our guests or which guests you would like us to have. Or if you do social magic in any place in the world, we'd love to hear from you. So please send your questions and comments to podcast at magicianswithoutborders.com or tweet them at magicianswb. We would love to hear from you. And uh, without further ado, this is the guy that we're having with us today, Tom. His name is Diego Vargas. He is a Costa Rican magician superstar. He was just awarded the Alan Slight um, Rising Star, International Rising Star of 2020. He is one of Costa Rica's most famous and most uh, uh, highly sought after magicians. And well, he's here with us, Diego. Welcome, bienvenido. Oh Diego. my goodness! Hola, hi. Hola, uh, hola. Hola, hi, Tom. Hi, Carlos, and hi to the people that are watching this uh, through Facebook, through YouTube, or wherever you are uh, uh, watching or hearing this. 
It's always a pleasure to be around my heroes. That would be the word for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. just thank a pleasure you. seeing your face. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and I hope, I hope when this pandemic passes, we end up in the same place at the same time. And uh, talking and walking and performing, and uh, it would be great. Yes, I, I would love to. I would love to. Yes, yeah. whatever, whenever. Uh, I, I will be. I'll be happy to. How are you guys? Very, Very good. good. Happy to see you, both of your faces, and all the people that are here. Uh, you know, we've got Jason who's joining us from Facebook. We've also got Marianne who's joining us from YouTube. Uh, we've got people like Felipe who's saying that, yo, 20 years. Yes, it's been a long time of Magicians Without Borders. And, you know, people are saying that, congratulations, that we have a new branch in Costa Rica. So Daniel Lopez actually said that. Entonces, Daniele, un saludo, que bueno que estés acá eh, viendo esto. Te mando un saludo gigante. Daniel was one of our students in Bogota. It's pretty cool that he's here. And we've got, you know, people from all over. So just tell us in the chat where you're uh, connecting from. Díganos por el chat desde donde se están conectando. Y si tienen alguna pregunta, háganla por ahí, que nos encantaría escucharlas. So if you've got any questions on the chat, just let us know. And Diego, so if, if by any chance nobody or somebody does not know you, just tell us, you know, introduce yourself. Who are you? Who's Diego Vargas? And what do you do? Um, so, hi, my name is Diego Vargas. I am a happiness nuclear reactor. And as in Saima, I am a kid. I, I am obsessed with making people happier. Uh, I wake up in the morning thinking, how can I make someone happy? Um, and when I uh, discovered magic, it was like getting superpowers. I am the third of four uh, kids. From Edgar, who's my dad, Lidia, who's uh, who's uh, my mom, um, I am uh, well. It's a very artistic family from a little town in the rural area of Costa Rica. It is called Guayabo, near to Puriscal. Um, a few years ago, I, I, well, not maybe, I, maybe not just a few, but uh, some years ago, I I decided I wanted to make magic my life. Um, when that happened, I was feeling a little meaning, like without purpose. And then I found Magician Road Borders uh, that saved my life. Oh. <laughs> oh, Diego, come on. You're so sweet. Diego, this is so cool uh, for us to have. The you truth. Here. This is the truth. Hello to Diego Villegas and to the people that are um, connecting in Costa Rica. Yeah, people from Escalante in Costa Rica. Pura Vida, to all of them. Thank you for joining us. Uh, so, Diego, just tell us, you, you know, you come from this artistic family, but how did you get into magic? So, I get into magic because, I, I, as I was saying, um, I really like to make people uh, smile. Um, I, well, there are a couple of things. Uh, but, um, so, my father will say he will perform magic. He, he did not. At the end, he actually did, but uh, he would like uh, put out a coin out of my ear. I would go like, what? How can my father do, do this? So I wanted to become a magician as well. And my aunt um, gave me, uh, she gave me um, for, for Christmas, a magic kit. Pretty much like the magic kit you can get. 
from my gingerbread with borders and the classes you can get. <laughs> but these ones are better, by the way. Uh, so purchase, purchase, purchase from my gingerbread borders, our classes. <laughs> so I, I discovered magic when I was around seven, eight years old because my father would perform some magic for me. My aunt gave me a little box. And, uh, you know, there's not more, there's not a lot of magic culture in Costa Rica. So I actually didn't thought I could become a professional mm -hmm. magician. Uh, but then uh, everything happens in the right place, in the right moment, and I end up becoming a magician. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Do you, ha you, you, do you have any, any early memories of your first magic performances? Like, like how, how was it like? Well, how sadly, I do. Sadly, I do. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, sure. If I, could, if I could choose a superpower, how about erasing that one? So I, for example, um, um, oh, uh, hi to my neighbor, Francisco, who is watching this, and Israel. Uh, so I remember I will need uh, uh, several cards uh, for several different uh, tricks. So I, I, will, I will use like four different decks for four different effects. <laughs> so I, I will be going uh, behind the table and say, oh, one second, because I was, was this the deck I need for this trick? Uh, so my first uh, show was for a cousin, a cousin that now is very, he was turning 12. Now he's big and working and <laughs> something like that. But yes, I do remember um, that it was a show for the family. And many people don't know this, but performing for the family is, is a very hard thing because they will never see a magician. They will always see their cousin, their nephew. So it was a hard show, but we pull it through. <laughs> you pull through, you pull through. But yeah, okay, from, from that first show, yeah, you know, when do you start first, you know, getting good reactions and how was your feeling about performing change like how when do you remember when did it change from from being like this is so hard to do i'm so nervous too wow i really enjoy this and this is so cool so well depends on what 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 i'm performing i still think something is very hard i mean if i'm performing something that is very technical very new to me i still think it's hard what i do remember is this i remember getting a box from my aunt being a kid and performing uh, the cup and base, uh, the ball and base for my cousin and see his face changing. Like he will saw a unicorn uh, but, <laughs> uh, from a third country and a little kid, a brunette kid, um, <laughs> unicorn. He, his, his face changed entirely. And that, that was very impressive. Quanta Maris will say uh, that our paintings are people's emotions, people's faces. Um, I, I, I wouldn't uh, think of that that way uh, that very moment, but it was it was a very poor, it, it was a very powerful image that I just created this smile in my cousin's face in just a few seconds. Pretty cool. That that is um, that's really an amazing thing, you know. I mean, if we stop and think about it, I mean the the way I think about it sometimes, Diego is. And we can do that with the silliest little things, you know, yes. like, like a sponge ball or, yes, yes. or a coin or a pencil or something. I mean, it's, it's really quite amazing uh, what a gift magic has been to me in my life, you know. 
Um, I, I highly agree. And, and, and that's why I, 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 am, I don't think I am exaggerating when I say uh, Magicians Without Borders saved my life because at some point I was, I was thinking, so I have this ability, I have this um, capability to, to, to do this art, but how can I impact people's lives? Because that's something I have been always um, uh, uh, followed by. And then I realized there's something like Magicians Without Borders. It, it was not in that very moment. It was not Magicians Without Borders. It was me working in a hospital. But then I realized it, it, it existed and I was not alone. And that was that sense of community of, oh, yeah. it was uh, the, the best. Yeah. And, and do, do you remember, can, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Like how... Or, or when did you first hear of Magicians Without Borders? How was that encounter of you with with an organization that that you know does what we what we are calling social magic? And how how did it feel? You already said you know you're not alone, so there's more people doing this. But how was that? You know, learning about Magicians Without Borders or finding out. Um, so I had no idea that this existed. Um, I was I was already doing magic in jails and in hospitals. Um, I worked with the. By the way, I am. I even had this tradition of, uh, in my birthday, going to the children's hospital. But this year, I don't think I'm going to make it. So I'm I'm lacking something for my for my birthday. Um, so I I I was doing social magic, and then I am in. There was a. I don't know how to say this in English, but laugh therapy? Is that the way of saying it? Patch you up? Could say that, yeah. 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 Um, so mm. a, clown, a clown from the Patch Adams Foundation was in my college and he was doing some laugh therapy. So I went to him and I performed some responsibles. And I said to him, hey, I really like to make people smile with magic. And, I, and he went to me and he said, hey, uh, do you know Magicians Without Borders? And I'm like, <laughs> what? freeze the world freeze for that second uh it's the first time in my life i am hearing this this name and i went back to my hometown in Puriscal and i uh went to youtube and i like like some people are in youtube right now and thank you for this, uh, still being here uh and i wrote down magicians without borders and then and then tom's face uh pop up uh and it was one of the I just couldn't believe it. I, I, two things I do remember. The first thing is um, remembering the first lines of the video from scratch because I was going back and back and back because I have I had a very poor internet connection in 2011 in a rural area of Costa Rica. Um, um, and then say, thinking to myself, I can't believe this exists. I can't believe this guy, Tom Berner, who looks like Santa Claus. It's, it's real. It's, it may be that that was, by the way, that was my, my true impression. I was like, what is this? Like the true Santa Claus? Um, and so then is what Tom said. I went to Facebook. I saw the entire video. The entire video, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen, seen it, you can go and type by just broad borders. It's some performing in India um, saying language is a, uh, magic is a language itself. Um, and then I sent a message to Tom saying I really wanted to help in the project and I got nothing back. <laughs> Till a couple of years later. 
Till a couple of years later. Till, and that's, I think that's very important. Till a couple of years later, because that was 2011, right? And yes, 2011, yes. 2011. And I, I mean, with, with you, Diego, we have lived so many experiences. I mean, you've you've been to or, or many of our projects and done a lot of things with us. I would love for you to, to to you know to I mean for this to be the first of many times that we have you on because we can talk about each of those experiences for a full hour. Uh, and today I would like us to just uh, focus on Costa Rica because I, I went to Costa Rica in 2015 and, and did a talk, and, and and on the audience there was a guy. Uh, called uh, Nestor and Charles. So actually two guys, Nestor and Charles. And they they, they heard the, the, the talk. They were impressed. They, they, they were very, very uh, eager to bring that prop, uh, the program, our, our education chapter to Costa Rica. And they actually, they were very uh, uh, encouraged to do it. And uh, we were missing the magician. I love the way that you that you put it on on one of Diego's TED talks, which is amazing. That you say that that if a magician with a borders wants to come to Costa Rica, I think the magician is very important. So, so it was it was pretty pretty important that 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 they got you. So so tell us about that. How 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 did that connection happen? Because you knew about magicians without borders, right? So I, I had, knew. I knew about Magicians Without Borders. I knew about Magicians Without Borders. I, I just thought it could it was a little impossible thing to happen. Um, and I liked the, so I, I liked the Facebook page and I was friend with Tom Burner on Facebook. Uh, I didn't knew he didn't use it. <laughs> um, and then I am in a breakfast that it was about companies corporate with purpose. That was the main thing of the breakfast. Um, a girl come to me and she says, hey, you're a magician. Someone from Magician World Borders is looking a magician. So she gave me the Nestor's uh, contact. And I thought Nestor was a magician. So I was thinking to myself, I've never seen this magician. Um, who is this guy? Uh, I, I, I'm not very familiar with this magician. So we start talking and he told me, no, I'm, not, I'm that magician. We want to bring this uh, to Costa Rica. And he um, wanted to explain to me like I, I know well what this is. <laughs> I've been following these guys for years now. Uh, and thanks to Nestor and Charles, we got in, in communication and I started talking to Carlos. And then Carlos told me, Diego, we're going to El Salvador. Uh, can you make it? And it was two months be two months before the trip. Before. And I was not uh I mean I was living on my own in a little apartment. I was thinking, how can I go to El Salvador in two months? And then a company hired me for the exact month, month uh, amount I needed. And I went to El Salvador. And in that very moment, I, I actually realized I was about to meet Tom Berner. <laughs> That's so cool. And actually, we met you. And the first thing that we did with you was go to some rural uh, schools in El Salvador and yes. do some shows. <laughs> that, was, that was the that was the that was the first show I we we did together, and it was very impressive for me because um, I don't think there's a a, a gentle uh, a gentle way of putting this, but sometimes um, you have a big heart, uh, but you have a big heart, and then I was watching at such an very well done magic 
by Tom Berner. And so I was, I as a magician, I was very impressed because the magic Tom was doing, it was phenomenal. It was like top level magic. And I, it was, it was a very uh, emotional moment to, to, to think to myself, this, this so well done magic, this perfectly done magic can be performing anywhere, but uh, I'm watching it here in El Salvador, in this very rural area. So I, I, I really thank Tom for that uh, moment. Uh, thank you, Diego. Because, because in here we're only talking, but Carlos, Carlos is a great magician. But Tom is an outstanding magician, freaking oh. amazing magician. I agree. I agree completely. And the way that he does the show with no microphone, no lights, no stage, uh, in the middle of nowhere or, or like this where we are in a, in a school with no setup or a very, a very limited setup. For example, you, Diego, right now are serving as the mic stand. <laughs> Look at that. Yes, I, I do the, the mic stand. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we were actually performing with one of the students in El Salvador. So mm -hmm. I, I want to point this out because for me this was very important. And, and this comes with a question that, that that one of the followers or followers is doing on the chat. Who is, you know, a follower that's always there? She's always with us, always supporting me because she's my mom. And my mom is asking us, you know, in this 20 years, what has have been the experiences or that, that are over a uh, that are like a superlative experiences that have motivated us to persist and keep going to get this initi initiative to other countries? And I think that's a very cool question because uh, this work, even though it's very rewarding, it's very hard, it's very difficult, it's very uncertain. But what's happening in that picture, I think it's wonderful because it's, we are, even though you might see this and it's like, oh, it's a magic show at a school. So it, it's, it's a school where our local partner at the time in El Salvador called Glasswing helped us put on. So Glasswing is, a, is an NGO in, in, in El Salvador that does work in this school in the rural, uh, in, in some rural parts of El Salvador. But the show is being done by a soon-to-be volunteer of Magicians Without Borders, Diego, or who was actually a, a volunteer at that time, and one of the students of uh, El Salvador, who she's right there, and that student was being taught magic by Maricela and Peter, our alumni. So yes. there's, there's a lot going on in this picture, and that's one of these superlative experiences that, that, that for me, you know, mean a lot. You can see that it's just a magic show, but it's so much more going, you know, go, I mean, in the, in the, behind the scenes. But, you know, to get back to the story, yeah, Diego, this was the first time that we met you and you ended up doing a lot of shows with us over there. Yes, we did. Uh, so that's that's the first time I'm performing in, with Magicians Without Borders. That's right. That was the first show. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, and I think that, that that was the second show. That was the second show, and that that clip you have there is probably my favorite clip um, <laughs> of mine in ever. <laughs> yes, and and uh, here is something that's very cool. Cool that we're gonna show you. I, I think it's my my favorite magic clip of all time. 
reaction to magic of all time. We're, we're going to see it in a second. But I want you to, 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 to see what's happening on the background. So on the background, there's a Maricela and Peter. So this is Maricela. And oh, I haven't, I haven't put attention to that. Yeah. So they, they are the teachers of a new group of students in El Salvador. And they are, are our alumni. So once again, this, there's so much more happening in these pictures and in these shows that, you know, keeps us going. But as we said, you know, Diego had this experience with with um, with this girl in, in in a rural part of El Salvador in a public school, and it, uh, this is where when we all you know fell in love with him. So let's just wa watch this 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 clip. You want to say something before the clip, Diego, or after? Um, that was a very hard show because it, it, it didn't have it didn't have any sound at all. So I, we had like the vocals exploded from the first show. So, I mean, the first show was already a hard show, but this one was even harder because we didn't have any sound. And it was, um, yeah. It, 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 so it, it's those kind of shows where you have to throw all the energy that you can. Yeah, I agree. And this is the energy. Let's get a look at it. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great clip, no? It's just so cool to see that yeah. reaction. So cool it, it, it doesn't get better than that. That's uh, that's about as good as it gets. I highly agree. That was a great show. Um, but you know, uh, after the show, I I feel like the show was uh, was like you know they couldn't be better da, 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 because it was a hard show. And then I every time I saw this clip, I I think that's that was like the greatest show ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that. Um, I don't know. It feels it somehow is feeling very important to me at the moment that so many of the shows these last 20 years in refugee camps or orphanages or out in these rural schools or or whatever are done with no lights, no sound, no just just, you know, us and the kids and uh, our energy together. And it um, it, it feels like a miracle that that kind of wonder can happen without any, you know, super staging or anything. I, I totally agree. And uh, uh, being techni technical, like magic technical, and I'm sorry to, to board uh, non-magicians, but um, Darwin Ortiz will, will say in a strong magic that magic can rely on their own. Uh, lightning is good. Uh, music is good. But magic by itself is already powerful enough and i think what you just said is from it, yeah it, it says yeah it's true just just put some love in what you're doing and people will drive crazy with magic but you could also um uh, analyze just those little like those 25 seconds that we just watched and the way you stepped back the way you paused, I mean, all of that is so important. You know, it's not high tech, 
but it's the real tech, you know, it's the real, um, you know, timing and body and it's just fantastic. Order coming from you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And I, uh, that, that, that routine, I, have, I haven't done it in several, and now I'm thinking, I miss it. I'm missing this right now. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was such a wonderful routine and such a, uh, you know, a, a simple trick or, you know, how it's a classic and everybody does it, but it's just so powerful. And and I think the the word that comes to my mind when we do these shows is it's that it's very raw. I mean, it's very real and very raw because you're seeing a, a, a reaction that's super genuine. And that it's so right there and there without up any of the other things, without the lighting, without without the stage, without the sound, without anything. It's just the amaz the amazement of an of a of a volunteer with the magic itself. And that's so raw, so cool, so so great. And in some ways, in some ways that might um increase the sense of magic and wonder that this is just you and me. And a sponge ball, you know. Yeah. That you checked previously. Pardon? That you checked previously. Yeah, that you <laughs> fully <laughs> examined. No. Fully examined. <laughs> yes. And and you know, uh, for people that are listening to this in the in the podcast, uh, there's a link on the show notes of that video. So uh, please make sure that you that you see it, or you can see it in the presentation as well, and the images that we share. And you know that's when you know this happened. You know you're here with Tom Berner, and Tom Berner gave you a shirt and officially welcomed you to Magicians Without Borders. Finally, that moment, that moment is uh, finally is one of my favorite moments. We we sit at that table, that very that table that Tom is holding the chair, and you told me how the project worked and how working every country and what will be the next steps, and you told me. That you want me to to lead the Costa uh, Rica Magicians Without Borders, and you gave me a shirt that said Magician Without Borders, and till now I want I want to cry. Is is a is a very is those dream moments that shouldn't happen. <laughs> they shouldn't happen. It, it it's just too 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 good to be true. Yeah, they, it shouldn't happen. But it did, right? It's like it's like it's like yeah. magic itself. Exactly. It's like, exactly. it's like it totally you, feel, you, feel that, you feel that's impossible, but it's happening in front of your eyes, and it's like well, it's, it's, it's like, like a moment, like, feel, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you 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 feel that the the rules of the universe are are, are screwed up right now. They're just put on pause because this is happening. And yeah, that's, that's you know that's that's so cool, and that you know gave gave way to 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 this wonderful friendship and this wonderful start of the program then i got to visit you you were already um you know teaching the kids uh, in the races that's where, where we are yeah, the, so tell me where where this is we i had just gotten off the plane and i think you took me to was it there where you studied near where you studied or near where you were staying? Oh, got it. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that uh, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize it. it that, that's a little we in Costa Rica we call it Stoda. It's like a little restaurant um, near Universidad de Costa Rica, and we we headed to Tirraces. That is uh, the place where the project is. So we can go to the next picture, mentor. 
Carlos, um, uh, just before I, I go to this, because right here are my students and um, my children's. <laughs> Uh, but I I, rem I remember going to the school to six uh, sixth graders, fifth graders and seven um, high school juniors, and I went to perform magic at each class one by one. And at the end of the class, I will say we're teaching magic here, and they will go like, "What? <laughs> we're learning magic here?" Um, and this was when the project was already starting, and we performed with Carlos. And right there, we have some of the kids that are still in the project, in the front line. I think that's 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 a wonderful thing that we have in this picture because it, you can see that, oh, I mean, of course, what's the saying, Tom, that hindsight is twenty twenty. Is, is that how they say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, because you could say the, the two guys that are in front, so Bali, who's her right here, and Abraham, who's him right here, they're in and, front, and, right and, in front. And next to Abraham in the pink shirt, I that could be uh -huh. either a Steven or Adal. Could be either both, or a Steven or Adal. So so you say the guys that are in front are the ones that wanted to, to, to do magic and are the ones that really enjoyed it and are the ones that are still in the project. Yeah. So a little bit of a close-up, and this is Abraham and this is Bali. When and, they were when they were like 12 year olds, that's so cute to do. <laughs> Now they're so big. Yeah, like if you see them now, they're 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 grown ups. There's they're, they're they're adults right now. Mm -hmm. But it's so cool to to see that they were such you know paying attention, sitting in front, and a uh, I'm just seeing a, a comment here that, that that like again, my mom, I love you, mom. Thank you for for being so engaged with this. She's just saying that the magic then happens. When you're able to create a, a connection with the with the spectators, with the audience, and she said that is the same thing with the with our students in 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 this uh, uh, rural communities or in the slums, where where we take the program of magicians with the borders, and I think that that's right. That the magic happens when we have a connection with them. That when when that connection that Abraham and Bali uh, felt with magic. Is what you know had them work hard because there, as you see, there's many kids here, but not all of them, you know, are with us today because magic, you need to put hard work in it, you need to to practice, practice, practice in order for you to to be able to do something with it. So I think it's pretty cool that that these kids were there in front and it's, that they they you know kept kept uh, with us. Uh, so I, I just wanted to tell you, Diego, can you tell us? A, you know something about a why it was important for you or why is it important that this program is held where it's held in Tirases and so, with partner La Cometa. So you, uh, I mean, um, you told me a couple of um, things that I should look up to, uh, and one of the things that I really liked about La Cometa is that they know the people in their community. Uh, they, 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 and they also had the the correct infrastructure. Now they have even uh, one that is way even better. But uh, they could totally told me this kid that uh, came here to write his name down. Uh, he lives in that street, and his father is in jail. And this girl that is um, so that for me was very important because um, 
we could definitely have a partner, not not only a place to to hold the project. So yeah, yeah, I really really liked <clears throat> those women who ran Comida. They just were so connected to the community. They're in, yeah, and, and they're a huge inspiration for me, Natalia and Jimena. They're both yeah. uh, wonderful, wonderful human beings. Yeah. yeah. I was just wondering, uh, go ahead, Carlos, did you want to? I just wanted to highlight this comment that just, you mentioned inspiration, Diego, and you know, people think Diego is an inspiration as well. So thank you, Francisco, for that comment. So go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, just focusing on Iran and Bali for a moment, what do you think they took away or take away from learning magic for their lives? They're probably not going to become professional magicians or make a life of it. What do they take away? So uh, something that I loved about Magician Brown Corners is how we treat very personally each individual so it's not the same for abraham or for bali i mean um bali has been always very very tough very very brave um but <laughs> um i will say that the things bali have learned is commitment um she has learned a lot of uh, punctuality <laughs> and getting things on time and because Bali is she's one of the bravest when we have a big a big show or something I go hey Bali but then uh, I, I had to sit with her and say hey Bali we cannot get here late where we have we had a um a commitment here and for Abraham is a very special case because he has a very harsh life so for Abraham I would say emotional support for sure and, and dreams. Uh -huh. Say a little more about dreams. What do you mean? When we say when we say that magic can, uh, can show people that impossible can happen, and that breaks barriers in people's, I will Abraham will be someone I could think of. Uh -huh. um, so we say dreaming is is free. Uh, in in Spanish, we say "soñar is, is, is gratis," but that's not that truth. Um, right. That is not that truth at all. I, I actually think dreaming should be uh, uh, a common right, <laughs> um, because it is not. And so that's what I mean. I, I think magic has has given Abraham the the possibility of of dreaming because yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. dreams and hope are so connected yes you know yes yeah i i remember a, a one of the things that that, that we did that we it was what we did a launch of the costa rican program in a beautiful theater a movie theater actually in costa rica called el magali right am i right yes magali. and i remember that abraham actually had a we put him on stage and then we said, well, uh, what do you think this program has done for you? What do you think uh, this is important? And I remember him saying something to the effect of, of this has given me the opportunity to do something that nobody on my family has done yeah. before. Oh. And I am going to finish high school. 
right? Yeah. No, no, finish high school. Go, go over ninth grade. Yeah, right. going into ninth grade actually. Going what? Could you say into that ninth grade? Yeah, because he, he was the first thing his family to um, go to get to ninth grade. All, all of the people in their family have get to eighth grade the the top, and then they stop. Yeah. So 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 it gave him that 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 perspective of saying, "Hey, I can I be that guy? Can I be the one that goes over ninth grade, or or goes into ninth grade?" And 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 that you know that that was put on his mind because of of uh, of we will never know. But I think that it's because of his ability to dream, of his ability to to just imagine a different future that the just, one of his just just having. I mean, just just having. Uh, a different, a different circle. In, I mean, they live in a tough place. We, 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 we will not sugarcoat that. They live in a tough place. Just having a circle where they can share their feelings, and uh, I think that that is already very, very important for for them in the moment they are in their lives. Yeah, that's, well, that's, but that's so I mean, I say this all the time. You know that. Um, for our students studying magic awakens, you know, the dreams and makes yeah. what didn't seem possible, possible. How do you, can you see any connection, specific connection between magic and that? I mean, I think, you know, playing football or dance or learning to play guitar is there anything special do you think about magic? Well, yes. Well, yes, uh, and entirely, um, because magic. I don't remember who said this, um, but it's the only art where people are expecting you to fail. Um, when you go to play football, when you go to play guitar, no one is waiting. No, no one is expecting you to fail. The wrong chord uh, to a string broke, broke, um, break apart. Um, but people are trying to 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 look for your secret when you're performing magic. So I think magic sh uh, shows a lot of courageous. Uh, takes a lot of. Um, I mean, it's, you're exposing yourself. I actually remember this. I actually re remember one of the kids who is no longer in the program, but he was the top guy. He was the top, and he was from the toppest place of this top place. So he was like the kind of a gangster. Uh, so I put him uh, on 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 first in the show uh, because he was very brave. He was he was very brave. And then the show starts and he goes on stage and there's eighty people watching uh, and he becomes very small, very very small. I I think that is something um, that that's something that magic has as well because people really pay attention to your hands and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. well, can, can you say a little bit more about what you mean by him becoming very small from being this kind of big gangster tough guy humbleness humbleness okay yeah mm, i think i think magic teaches humbleness if you see it in the correct way in the correct way because but, but people could think the opposite, you know, like you have all these and secrets and magic power and you should be. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, sometimes it happens the opposite. 
I think we're I think we're in some kind of territory that's very important what we're talking about right now. Yes, because it's actually very normal that it happens the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because they think they, they, sometimes it's like uh, I'm I'm not just like the guardian of the secrets, but I have this ability that you don't. So let me show you, yeah. and I can do this, and you can't. And, right? and from uh, but but okay, but there's there's another thing. There's another thing that I think is very powerful about magic, and is that magic is always always is about giving. I cannot do magic by myself. Uh, if I do magic by myself, I am rehearsing. I'm not. I'm not doing magic. Right. Um, right. And in Latin America, these na neighborhoods has been very. Uh, the 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 politics in Latin America has been always. We give you because you are poor, uh, and and so, and suddenly they are the one that are givers. They are giving to to, to other people. And even to people with money and people with powers, that that's, uh, I think that's something that it's absolutely uh, changed change the picture from the, the other things. You can play guitar by yourself. You can paint by yourself. You can't do magic if you're not giving it to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's very important. That's very important. And, and, and to, to see that happening with the kids, I think it's very cool. And, and to give them the opportunity to give this with somebody else, meaning a something else that we did with, with you and the program. And I, I think it, this was very important for the kids. This is one of our uh, magic service trips where we yes. got to have the magicians from the Yale Magic Society uh, travel with us with another French magician, Matthew, over here, and a professional magician from New York, Ben over here two classes and they got to meet the kids and they did performances for the community in terraces this was such an amazing experience and, it, I, and think, I think yeah um i i remember that a couple of kids were in in nicaragua during that time here in costa rica there's a a mm -hmm. big part of our population is from nicaragua so there's uh during december january there's a lot of people going to visit their families. And two of the kids were in Nicaragua visiting their families. And when they came back, they were like, oh no, how did we miss this? Because all the kids were telling amazing things. And this is something Carlos once told me. He told me we bring people from different backgrounds that they will never be in the same place if we don't create this moment. So I think this was, and amazing, and it was, I think, very transformative for the kids and for the um, magicians that came. Yeah, I agree. That moment, it, when 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 they are together building something uh, uh, at the same time, like uh, at the end of our trips, the volunteers that travel with us and the kids of our program need to put together a show for a theater, and I think that. That's when, when we do this, right? We create this social tissue that's, that was inexistent and that would probably never exist because they were not, they, they were not uh, probably going to cross paths in any way. And uh, this is what ended up happening. This is a very cool short video that I want to share of, of how the kids were going to do this show on a big theater. So it was the first time that they were going to go into a theater to prepare for a show. And uh, one of the volunteers wanted to capture that on video and this is that moment. So the kids are about to come up. This is the first time that they'll be seeing their dressing rooms. So I'm gonna to try to catch their reactions. 
está bonito, ¿no? Sí, está sí. muy bueno. Oh. Mira. Ese es para nosotros. Mira las puertas. Ese es el de nosotros. Mira las puertas. Tenemos los caminos. Eh, ¿Qué dicen las puertas, man? Ah, o sea, ¡Oh! ¡Laurence igual! Tenemos los caminos. Tengo que grabar, tengo que grabar eso. Ah, este momento es especial. Demasiado. Estamos hechos. ¿Pasame mi celular? At such a cool moment, such a cool moment. Then the kids are just saying, for, for those who that speak English, they were saying so. So uh, they were walking to the dressing room, rooms and they're saying, is, is this our dressing room? Is this our dressing room? And then when they, I tell them, just look at the door, look at the door, they end up looking at the door and they see their names and stars. And they were like, oh, this is such a cool moment. This is such a special moment. I need to tape this. I need to tape it. So I think it that was, was a great moment. And, and to see professional magicians that have performed in Vegas next to Uh, the kids from Tirrasas doing the same effect. That that was in, in, insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If if the kids if the kids can come away feeling like they're stars, uh, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah, it definitely is. I I I that is a powerful powerful thought, Tom. But yeah, it definitely is. And um, well, that's something also magic gives you the the chance of feeling star. Doesn't matter if you are in a refugee camp. Or uh, yeah, or in a very nice theater because what you're creating something special. Because I think people, <clears throat> maybe especially from neighborhoods like Torasis or Paradiso or Ciudad Bolivar, they they don't feel like stars, you know. No. Um, and that's why they join gangs, you know. And they, yeah, they, be because being a star is being the tough guy. That's yeah. what being a star is. It's being the top guy, the guy who beats everything and everyone. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. you are a different star. Yeah, but to become a, to be part of a magic gang, you know, like where you're not hurting people, um, but you're healing them and making them smile, and it's it's a wonderful thing. You're really a star, shining yes. light, you know. And, and and that's what what we hear kids saying, you know, that they feel that they have the ability to change somebody, someone's day or the 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 mood that they're in, and they feel that they have that power. Hey, well, we're we're we're, we're coming close to the end, so uh, I want to ask Diego two questions before we leave. So, Diego, just uh, do, can you please share with us something that you remember very vividly? One one memory of your of the Costa Rican program that you just say this has stands out. Uh well, there's such a bunch. Uh, one moment. I know it's hard to just pick one, but try to pick one. Try to pick one moment. I will say, I will say uh, the moment when we start, when I went to the schools and I performed and I told them they were about to learn magic. I, I think that was the, the reactions and their faces. That was the true magic. Yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool. And now we ask this uh, to everybody. Do you think, Diego, that Diego, that you are a different person because of the experience with Magicians Without Borders? And if so, in what way? 
Well, uh, definitely yes. Uh, one way is that I kind of feel that I have children, um, and, <laughs> and and I may be one day like today, just mingling in my living room and then receiving a phone call from a mother or from a kid uh, telling me a huge problem, and then I'm in a problem as well because if, if there's problem, if, if if it's their problem, it's also my problem. So I think that that that's gotta be something um, has teached me ways of looking at magic very special also um and of course has given me the opportunity to 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 become uh my costa rican teacher my Roni, he will say to become a better magician become a better person and i think uh i must be such a way better magician now after just to be near you guys and the kids mm -hmm. That's such a good thing they said to you, you know, become a better magician, become a better person, you know. Um, yeah, pretty cool. So we hope that this has made all of you guys hearing better people. So if you want to support the work that Diego is doing and that we're doing in Costa Rica, please go to cr.magosinfronteras.org. So uh, over there, you can click the donate button and that donation will go directly to the Costa Rican program. So it's been wonderful to, to see you, Diego. This was just amazing. Thanks for Thank being you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mentor, for being part of my life. Uh, and I think we'll see each other more often here. And one of my happiest memories on a Magicians Without Borders trip was staying at your family's home and meeting your mother and father, cooking with your mother oh, yes. and meeting your sister and brother. And uh, I hope I see them again sometime. And please, please, please say hello to them for me. I will. And thank you to everybody that's connected. Uh, I'm huge hug from Costa Rica. Thank you. Bye-bye.